We live in a world with different generations, and this can be messy and confusing and beautiful and inspiring. Sometimes we need the time to pause, reflect and listen to each other, and the XYZ Experiment podcast brings you these conversations. I'm Dash, your Gen Y. I've got with me today Fiona, your Gen X, and also Luke, our Gen Z. Guys, it's our last episode for 2023. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? Yeah. And I just was wondering, I guess, what your reflection personally has been of your 2023 journey. And I've just been thinking about my 2023 journey and what has probably been the biggest standout for me. And as context, so in 2020, 2019, 2020, I started having like a new set of neuro symptoms, which were these really strong spasms. And I'd often get them in my shoulders and my arms and my legs. Um, and at the time, like I was put on this drug called baclofen, um, which is um, for anxiety, but also used for muscle spasms. And I'm on a really high dose of that. And my doctors kept saying, oh, you know, um, my neurologist kept saying, we probably should put you on a benzodiazepam because that will also help this symptom. And in my mind, I just was like, oh, I don't want to. Like, I'm on so many meds. It's like another thing to add into there. And I'd been reading all about, you know, the um, side effects of these and the addictive properties of these. And I was like, no, I'm going to be able to manage without this. Did you read about the benefits of these or just the bad stuff? Probably just the bad yeah, stuff. just the bad and, stuff. And, um, you know, and also, like, you know, I read somewhere that, you know, it might cause dementia and all of this kind of stuff. Just and the bad just stuff. Just the bad stuff. So it's all <laughs> ringing in my head. And I just, I think I just kept thinking, no, I'm coping. I'm coping. I'm managing my symptoms. I'm going to be okay. And then for the first three or four months of 2023, I started to get diaphragms in my um, diaphragm, spasms in my diaphragm and chest region, like my ribs would just contract in and they were the most painful things. Like I'd be winded from them and they would last for a really long time and I'd just struggle to breathe and it was really, really awful. And it would sometimes happen if I moved in a particular way and so I found myself trying to restrict the way my body was moving because I was scared of then causing. So you were stiffening up even more. I was stiffening up even more and I was kind of going, oh, I can't do like yoga or these different Pilates moves because it kind of triggers this spasming effect and so you know it becomes then a psychological and a physical kind of manifestation of that and so then over easter um i presented to my neurologist and they were like this is not okay like Mm. you can't actually go like this you need to start on benzodiazepines and so i was on benzos for 10 days to see if they were working and they did it was remarkable and then they moved me on to clonazepam and so if i think of dash at the start of 2023 to the dash now I'm like I feel so well like this is the most well and I don't want to jinx myself but this is the most well I have felt um I'm functionally better I'm sleeping better I'm not having spasms like I can go for now days without a single one and even if I do get one they're like just little baby ones Mm. that are very easy to manage and breathe through I'm walking better I'm just like wow I just feel like I'm back and I can do things and I can walk in crowds a lot better and all of that kind of stuff. Look, I'm not wearing heels. I haven't gotten that much back, but (laughs) it's just, 
and I kind of sit there and I think, what was my resistance to it? Like, why was I so, no, I can't do this. And I think sometimes that fear element of what would the future look like and I just want to, particularly when you have health problems, you sometimes want to control as much as you can. And it got to the point where I was like, I actually, I can't control these diaphragm spasms and I had to let it go. It's pretty um, psychologically hard when you have to acknowledge that you're losing the battle, you know, yeah. and that you have, you need more help. Like, it's a hard thing. And it's it's just so interesting because taking a complicated cocktail of medications to keep myself well is, at my age, a psychological barrier mm. and to kind of think I've got to be on these for the rest of my life. So I did try to wean myself off the clonazepam. <laughs> that didn't go well. So <laughs> I got back on it pretty quickly. And then like, you know, then I have conversations with my husband who is a neuroscientist and I'm like, you know, but there's all these side effects. And he's like, there's all these side effects, but you've got to remember the people who are taking these drugs are taking them because they've got complex health issues. Mm. And so you might've got dementia anyway, you know, like it's not, you can't just dangle all the side effects out or the long-term impacts out from that because living with pain or living with spasms might cause long-term impacts and or death, or death. Yeah. <laughs> all of those things. So that's been my biggest learning of 2023 is to just be like, you know what, you need to be okay with where this is all landing. So if you have to have a new cocktail again in a year or two, do you think you'll be more open to that? I think so. I think so. I think I've really come to that mindset of this is what I need to stay well. And my last um, appointment with my neurologist, he actually said to me, if you were to present at the emergency department today and we would do our normal neuro screenings, you would screen as someone who didn't have a neurological impairment. Wow. wow, that's Which, a big thing. That's a massive thing. Like I passed every single neuro test perfectly. Wow. And so he says, do not touch the regime. <laughs> like, you have been told. Yep. And so, yes, if I had to add more into that, then I think I'm going to be much more open because I now know what well feels like. I think sometimes when you are unwell and you're and people are saying to you, do this, when I say people, doctors are saying to you, do this, we know this is going to help you. Um, it can be hard to remember what being well is yeah. and to feel like. And actually, um, my neurologist did say he was going to tell my story to a few of his other patients because there, quite a few of us are very resistant to mm. being on benzodiazepines for muscle spasms and neuro conditions. And I think because of the stigma as well about being on benzos, um, and so, yeah, it's been, 2023 has been an interesting journey from that perspective. A health revelation. A health revelation. But I feel like I'm me for the first time in ages because I'm well. And do you think that, like, a weight has been lifted in, in that wellness that potentially if you hadn't started taking that medication would still be there? I think I would be in all sorts of drama. <laughs> Yeah, so I definitely a weight would have been lifted because I remember at, I finished the end of 2022 really unwell. Like I was struggling to walk. I was really not well. Whereas in I'm finishing this, I'm tired, definitely. Most of us are tired. But I'm finishing 2023 feeling strong and feeling well. And that is incredible for me. That hasn't – I couldn't have predicted that. 
That's fantastic, though. Yeah. How about you, Luke? I'm just going to reference a note that I've written over the last year. Basically, every time I've had a reflection, I've tried to write it down just so I don't lose it. And then at the end of the year, I can look back and, and see what I've learned. And I think the most pressing one that comes to my mind at the moment is life is not about avoiding problems, but giving yourself enough love to work through them. I think in the last couple of years, and I kind of group my years based on stories and narratives that kind of continue throughout multiple years and 2021, two and three have been their own little narrative. And I think in 2021, and there's so much privilege in me saying this, but I've had such a fortunate life that it wasn't really until 2021 that a lot of really seriously irreversible things kind of happened in my life that really require a lot of processing. I won't like list them all now, but things like deaths of very significant people, losing uh, friends, people just changing. I was involved in like a very serious workplace incident where someone actually had a stroke mid-shift. So a lot was going on during that time that I didn't really allow myself to process. And I was doing my honors year. I was writing my thesis while all this was happening, burnt out, breakdown. And going into 2022, I really should have stopped to kind of process or at least resolve some of those things that were coming up. So all of that all happened in 2021, like in one year? Uh, All of that happened within about a six-month period. Oh, my goodness. And I had just moved out by myself. The beginning of 2022, I was in a car accident. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry. I just said I wasn't going to list them off and here I am doing it. (laughs) But a lot was going on. And I don't know if it was a combination of things like the migrant mentality of just kind of getting on with it. If it was because I'm working within healthcare, I need to kind of have my stuff together and I need to just be soldiering on. But a lot was kind of weighing me down as a result. And I was really using work as kind of like a crutch for that. Mm. And it became very much my personality of just work and, and being a psychologist and healthcare. And then mid this year, when I finished up with my role as a support worker, I had this real kind of crisis, almost like I'd been hit by a car again, where I was kind of like, that was a huge part of my identity, but it was also something I used to mask all of these things that I hadn't actually resolved within myself. And so then when I left that role, I really, for the first time in a very long time, stopped myself from trying to fill that space up again. And I was like, right, because I was going to go from doing four days a week at one place and two days a week at another um, to just doing four days at one. And I was like, no, I'm going to keep that at two days for at least a month or two, just so I can really sit with myself for a bit. And that involved going through old documents, looking at all this old stuff reminding myself what I'd achieved, what was important to me. And it was a very, very long process where a lot of things were coming up and I was having to reach out to friends to talk through certain things that I hadn't talked through at the time or hadn't thought about. I had to kind of let go of who I thought I was and who I thought other people thought I was. Mm. Realign myself with my passions, with my goals and you know, I had the privilege of taking a trip away as well, which is always a nice hard reset. But coming now towards the end of 2023, I feel a lot more active in my life. I feel like I'm a lot more present with what's going on and not just present in the sense of everything I'm doing is going to achieve my goal, but just being, which I think is so, so important and just immersing myself in just what I'm doing. Um, 
And I feel a lot more resilient as well, even though I just said that I kind of was working through a lot of different things, like literally working while also processing a lot of things. I feel a lot more like I can take those on and just digest them and be with them while also just existing in the moment, which I think is very hard to do. And I think a lot of things happen nowadays. We Even like with COVID, we talk about how when COVID occurred, the world stopped, which in, in some ways it did for sure. But in other ways, it just not only continued going, but and sometimes it sped up as a result of it. And um, kind of processing things that happened as a result of that was something that had to be done. But because of the way that I process information, we in this world, how quick news goes, all that type of stuff, I was wondering if I'd actually take take a time to take a breath and actually do it. And I, and I did. And um, giving myself the self-compassion to do that was actually quite difficult. But yeah, I got there. Wow. So would you say that you've rediscovered yourself or would you say that you're a new person now? I would say that I wouldn't necessarily say I've rediscovered myself because I think I'm, I'm going in a new direction now. Mm. But I would say going back the way that my brain conceptualizes it is the narratives of the last couple of years. I would say that this is the conclusion of this kind of story arc, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And so now and it's convenient, obviously, that it's the beginning of 2024 that I'm saying this, the beginnings, but I feel like I'm at a new chapter in my life. Yeah, you're in the next stage now. Yeah, yeah. which um, I think that's also really relieving as well to kind of be like, I'm, I've, I've worked through this now, not just in the sense of saying it, but I can feel it in my, in my no, body. Because you're not a broken record anymore. You're not stuck in a groove. You're, you're ready to move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a big thing. So many people are stuck still. And I think it's a sign of maturity to stop and process. And it's, hard. it's really hard. And I'm hard just... to have that self-awareness around it. That you, well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. how, you mentioned, oh, you were burnt out. Um, how did you know you hadn't processed it? I think going back to that weight, it's, it's really interesting. When you actually stop and allow yourself to feel your body, and it's not something you can do straight away, but when you really sit with yourself, the body's always talking to you. Yeah. And you can always tell. And so I would, when I would kind of try to, you know, periodically do things like yoga and mindfulness meditation and whatnot, I would do it very briefly. But as soon as I would do it, I'd be like, whoa, there's actually a lot coming up here. And um, I was doing like self-compassion exercises where it was telling you to visualize yourself or visualize a friend that you care about. And I'd become really, really emotional about it. And I'm not really someone that's necessarily that emotional. I don't really cry often. Not that that's a bad thing or a good thing. It just is. And I was like, wow, like consistently when I'm doing these more introspective reflections, I'm finding myself quite emotional and that things are coming up. Mm. And the raw reactions that I was having made me feel like, these were things that weren't coming up normally or that I wasn't stopping to like think about. Yeah. And um, I think we sometimes use logic and being rational as a way to kind of counteract the feelings we have, but they're just two separate things. So I can rationalize why someone might pass away in certain situations and be like, yep, that's why. But it doesn't change the fact that it's devastating. It doesn't change the fact that it changes the trajectory of your life. Yeah. So I think coming to terms with that and being like, you really just need to stop for a second. And in stopping, it all just comes out. So you'd read out that quote about um, 
making sure that you're showing yourself love to be able to process, but it was also to give yourself the space to process. Definitely. And space was not just in the sense of like stopping, but like taking myself out of all of these stimuli and these things that are taking my attention away from myself and just allowing me to be. I know it sounds like I'm just repeating myself, but it's quite hard to describe it any differently than that. I think that's really interesting. It's like two big years of revelation for both of you. (laughs) (laughs) And you? And you? And me. I I know we just spoke about COVID a little bit just then, and I know I've spoken about it before on the podcast, but I found COVID hard and um, because I couldn't work. I worked my normal job, I should say. Um, and then when I got back to work, because I've been, I've been a dentist now for 33 years, quite a long time, and uh, you need to sort of have a bit of work fitness is what I call it, just used to the one after the other patients and looking after their psychological needs as well as their physical needs. Like, you know, if I had a dime for everyone who came and said how much they hate the dentist, I'd be wealthy. Um, you know, that's a big thing to take on again after you've had a break from it for a couple of years. Um, and I, I just didn't realise I, ha- I wasn't back to it yet. I actually just wasn't back to that work fitness yet. And then, but this year I feel I, it's taken me a couple of years, but this year I feel like I'm back to that work fitness again, but not as crazy as I probably used to be. I've probably slowed myself down a little bit. So it's a, it's a much better, a safer space for me in my head space and my physical space as well, in that I'm not exhausting myself anymore, both mentally and physically doing it. So I feel really proud that finally that's back because I actually was a bit worried about if dentistry, if I was done with dentistry, I was a bit worried wow. about that, that maybe this was it for me. Like I um, had sort of fallen out of love with it. Um, not not as in my capacity to treat people and be still a wonderful dentist with them, but just in my own headspace, is this the right career for me still? So I'm sort of glad I've sort of come back around to it again uh, because not a lot of people do the same job for that many years anymore. You know, it's not that sort of world anymore. Um, and the other thing as well as, um, and I know we've talked about it before and we should do an episode on it, is menopause was really hard for me, harder than um, people probably say. And there's a lot more conversation going around now because there's a lot of sort of famous actors and actresses now. Naomi Watts is one that comes to mind who's really been very verbal about it. Um, and that affected a lot of things in me, like my marriage, Um, and probably my mental health a little bit and some of my relationships. And so this year I've sort of come back to myself, if that makes sense. I sort of worked my way through that because really menopause is very similar to um, uh, adolescence. Like it's it's a complete change in your hormones, so you're a very different person. Uh, And I am a different person from it. So, but I've come out as a person, I feel like... I feel like I've got Fiona of, of old, like she's coming back uh, and she has come back. Like I feel a lot more joy and all that again um, and and like a lot more joy in my marriage again and things like that. Not that my marriage was ever in trouble, but um, it was different and not because of him, but because of me, you know, mm. and luckily he's a very patient man. So it was, that was okay. But it was really nice that that sort of has come back to be normal again. Um, so I, I sort of feel that this year has been a year where um, I've sort of come back to myself, yeah. Not not rediscovered myself, but, yeah, I, 
I'm more comfortable in my skin at the moment. So, but you know, saying that, I had a conversation with my husband this morning about how I'm feeling about myself at the moment, and I was saying to him, "Oh, maybe I still need to go see the psychologist again and just have another chat about a couple of little issues that I have um, around around I don't know what it is." I don't know, but I feel like I have more awareness of it, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm verbalising it more. And, like, the conversation I had with my husband this morning is maybe not one that I would have had two years ago, but now I'm almost to tell him where my head's at, you know, that so he knows that if I'm thinking things or if I look like I'm deep in thought, it's not about him, it's just some thoughts that I'm having. So I'm getting better at communicating that and just makes my marriage stronger and things like that. So And same with work. I'm better at communicating with work now. And maybe it's that I've got better at setting boundaries now. Um, yeah. And I'm sort of glad I'm doing that. You know, I spent so long people-pleasing and, and trying to make everybody happy and everybody like me, as I've told you guys before, that now I've, I've really come to that place that, no, I need to make myself happy first and I need to, you know, put what my boundaries are, accept my limitations. And um, I think that's what this year has really been for me. It's been quite a bit of self-discovery. I'm sure the podcast helps. Because we talk it through. We yeah. talk it through. <laughs> They're sure that zone. And yeah, I, was, yeah. I was just, um, you know, listening to all three of our stories, like the importance of that kind of triad of head, heart and body mm. and being able to be very aware of what's happening in all of them. And I, you know, I think I reflect for myself. It's very easy for my body to be in a bad place, but because my head is in a good place and I just soldier on. And my heart might be in a good place and so I just am soldiering on, but then my body is not. And it's, um, there was a phrase, I think it might be Brene Brown again, I know I quote her so often, um, but basically to check in with your friends and to, with your partners and say, how's your head today? How's mm. your body today? How's your heart today? Because I think creating space for those conversations and those reflections and maybe we we're just all at a phase at the moment where it's all just under the surface, so we're much more conscious of how we're going. It's just sometimes when you have those conversations, like um, like the the one I've had this morning, I, I his response was wonderful. It just you know, like I don't know what I was expecting one way or the other, but it was really um, helpful what he said when we're talking about it and I was really glad I'd verbalised it because normally I just keep that within me you know sometimes you say these conversations to people and you say something to someone and then they go oh I feel that way too and you think Mm. oh my god like we're both in that same it's just nice to know someone else feels that way as well you know Mm. we were talking about ageing and all sorts of stuff and you know I was sort of saying to him if I see a photo of myself or if I see myself in the mirror I don't recognise myself anymore and then he was going oh my god I'm, he goes, every time I brush my hair in the morning, because he's lost a lot of his hair, he's going, oh, I just think, who's this old man? You know, And then we can have this real conversation around it. And then it turns really lovely. I mean, I'm sure he's not going to mind that I say, but I say to, you know, I'm saying to him, oh my God, but you're so handsome still. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's nice to have these conversations, you mm. know, just, yeah. So I think mm. I'm just being more present and just like you guys were saying, I feel like we've maybe all had a bit of self-discovery this year and we're all more aware of ourselves and, yeah. My only thing I haven't got back to yet is my physicality. I have to get back into my body. Like, I just know I have to get back to yoga and I've got to get back to, you know, spending time in the park and 
all that sort of stuff. So that's really important. So, so is that your 2024 plan? Yeah, yeah. My my next plan for me is just more. I know this sounds weird. I find yoga like meditation for me. It's literally about more stretching of my body. I need yeah. to stretch my body. My body needs to expand, if that makes sense. I need to be taller, longer. My shoulders need to be back. My neck needs to be released. Yeah. Yeah. And and no one's going to do that for me. It's got to come from me releasing that. So that's my big thing for next year. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a thing for next year, Luke? Keeping it real? I'm not sure just yet. I think it's just trying to retain all of the reflections that I've had this year and trying building off them because I think we have reflections all the time, but then I think when things get a bit tricky and a bit busy and your mind gets a bit busy, it's quite hard to retain those or see the um, the value in sticking to them. So trying to make sure that when I'm actually in the thick of it, because I think things are winding down a little bit for me at, at this point this year where I can be a little bit more introspective. I'm hoping that next year I really remember the value of what I've learned this year and apply that. Well, I really liked your thing of taking notes of your reflections and recording those. I think that's a great um, process. Yeah, I've, look, I've got a plenty for you. It's a diary. You. It's a diary. <laughs> it's literally a diary, but it's on a diary on a phone, yeah. you know, like like your diaries that you used to keep when no, you were younger. The diaries that. I kept were like full of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Luke's are too. He just hasn't shared that section. Oh, either. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you with one, yeah. one more bit of wisdom. If you put on sunscreen every day, not only do you protect your skin, but you feel like you're on holiday. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I'm going to think of that every time now. I love that. That's funny. I think my 2024 is to continue to build physical strength as well. Yeah. Like you, and it's just so funny. Like, I've had to relearn so much. Um, so at the moment, my physio and I are working on how to do sits to stands. Yep. Like I'm not, even, I don't even do that properly. Yeah. And it's I'm retraining my body in so many different steps because um, when your body is in dysfunction, it overcompensates and you create these bad ways, mm. I guess, of doing things. And so my focus for next year is to retrain into healthy ways of mm. movement and being. But that's my body thing, I think, um, to continue to, like, invest in, in relationships that bring me joy, I think, is really important. And then I'm also setting that boundary of trying not to do too much during the week, weeknights, so that I am rested enough. But not sitting in front of the TV during it. No. and Because that's where I can fall into. I have to be I careful. I have read more books this year than I have in previous years. Oh, and okay. so I think that's really – I did say that at the start of this year – I didn't want to just sit in front of the TV yeah. um, because I only read like eight books, like novels last year, whereas in I haven't counted this year, but it's definitely over that number. Heap, I think I've at least doubled it. That's really lovely. Yeah. 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 Bring on 2024. Yes. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Luke here. Thanks so much for listening to the XYZ Experiment podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like, follow, and tell your friends and family about us.